In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, and that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. Standing by the cross of Jesus were his mother and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clophas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing near, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. And from that hour, the disciple took her to his own home. We're just a few days away from the beginning of the month of May, the month traditionally dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. And these words of St. John's Gospel bring us back to before the resurrection, the crucifixion of our Lord. Mary was there. And Mary, at the foot of the cross, was the woman of faith. And she brings us right into the Paschal time, really. She is with the uh, first Christians there in the, um, in the beginnings of the church. And we, in our way, are called to bring Mary into our own lives, just like St. John did here in this uh, gospel scene. That's the, the traditional understanding of our Lord's words to St. John, woman, he said to Mary, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, behold your mother. And we are all represented by St. John there. And from that hour, the disciple took her to his own home. Tradition holds that St. John cared for Mary materially after our Lord's death and resurrection. She lived with him in Ephesus, according to tradition. But there's a deeper meaning, too, to these words of the gospel. He took her into his own home. John took Mary into his very life, into his heart. And we, like St. John, are called to take our blessed mother into our own heart. And so as we approach this month of May, let's prepare well. Make it a, a rich month, a deep month of devotion, perhaps a renewed devotion to our Blessed Mother. St. Josemaria had a great devotion to Mary. He really counted on her intercession, on her motherly care. We know how he'd say, don't imitate me in anything. I'm just a poor sinner, madly in love with Jesus Christ. But if you do imitate me in anything, let it be in my love for the Blessed Virgin Mary. And we, we do well to do just that as we enter into this month of May. It's God's will that we have Mary in our life. And she has those privileges leading, to, leading up to her great uh, dignity being the, the mother of God, the Theotokos, the God-bearer. An early Christian writer 
said about Mary, truly you are blessed among women because though a woman by nature, you will become in reality God's mother. If he whom you are to bear is truly God made flesh, then rightly do we call you God's mother, for you have truly given birth to God. Mary gave birth to a person, Jesus Christ. One person. Of course, there were heresies that sprung up. Well, Mary gave birth to the, uh, you know, to the human Jesus, but, but not to the divine second person of the Trinity. The theologians uh, you know, made very clear a woman gives birth to a person, not to a nature. Yes, Jesus has two natures. Jesus Christ has two natures, true God and true man. But Mary gave birth to a person, one person, Jesus Christ, God and man. She is truly Theotokos. Enclosed within your womb is God himself. He makes his abode in you and comes forth from you like a bridegroom, winning joy for all and bestowing God's light on all. How Logical it is for us to go to our Blessed Mother, to go to Mary, to help us, to get to know Jesus, to bring Jesus into our own life. Who better than our Blessed Mother to teach us this lesson of making room for Jesus in our heart, in our life? Mary at the Annunciation, total availability to, the, to Christ, to God. Behold the handmaid of the Lord, she said. Let it be done to me according to thy word. And Lord, we want to pray that and live that ourselves. And Mary will help us. Again, as we enter this month of May, we count on Mary's help. What does Mary want? She doesn't want any honor or glory for herself. She wants God to be praised. And she wants us to be close to God. That's, that's her motherly care. That's her greatest desire for us, is that we get close to God. So there's no confusion about Mary's role in salvation history, which is very, a very important role. We, we need not diminish the role of Mary. That's God's will. We open the Bible, and we see what happened. God had chosen her. He prepared her to be the mother of God, giving her those privileges. The Immaculate Conception, Mary conceived without sin already <laughs> before her birth, before existence in this world, God is already preparing her. And then with that freedom that the Immaculate Conception gives her, there's no sin, there's nothing in the way of Mary embracing the truth, of Mary embracing God's will. So she's able to say yes, a true yes in her very heart, and her will. She's able to say yes, there's no sin in the way. That's, that's our problem. Lord, help us to fight against sin. Sometimes we don't want to say yes. We're, we have a fallen nature. We have our, our baggage of sins. 
our resistance, our, our excuses. With Mary, there's none of that. As one author put it, our tainted nature's solitary boast. Only Mary has this freedom from before her conception even, her, this freedom from sin. And so Mary, help us. Help us to purify, help us to see the will of God and embrace the will of God as you did. In spite of the suffering that will come as a result, if we are to follow Christ, well, yes, we have to pick up the cross and follow him. We have to be that grain of wheat that falls into the ground and dies. Jesus said to the apostles at the Last Supper, there's no greater love than this, that a man laid down his life for his friends. To be Christian, we have to try to live that out. And St. Jose would say, and lots of little things during the day. That's normally how it will be lived out. There's little sacrifices throughout the day, little acts of charity, humility, patience with people, especially perhaps now in these days of sheltering in place, I have to ask for a little extra grace to live these little details of charity and patience and service with those around us. And that's the way of Mary, a complete trust in God and complete love, love for God, love for neighbor. The shepherds hurried away to Bethlehem and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger. When they saw the child, they repeated what had been told about him. And everyone who heard it was astonished at what the shepherds had to say. As for Mary, she treasured all these things and pondered them in her heart. There's an interesting contrast here, I think, in this uh, moment of Jesus' birth and the shepherds who come to worship the child. And, and, and there's an openness on the part we see of Mary. She pondered these things in her heart. And you contrast that with Mary Magdalene running to the upper room the morning of the resurrection, telling the apostles about the risen Lord. And unlike Mary, they're, they're confused. They, they're, they, they won't believe it. As if they, they, they're not willing to ponder that in their heart. They're not going to have anything to do with it. It's reason for the moment. It'll take time, and our Lord is patient with them that, that night, the night of the resurrection. He appears to them and says, peace, and peace be with you. But Mary, right from the beginning, she's open to God's ways. And so again, we, we do very well to count on her intercession, which is what God wants, and that's what Mary wants for us. Of course, we have those words of the Blessed Virgin to St. Juan Diego in Guadalupe. I will show and offer all my love, my compassion, my help, and my protection. I am your merciful mother, the mother of all who live united in this land and of all mankind of all those who love me, of those who cry to me, of those who have confidence in me. Here I will hear their weeping and their sorrows and will remedy and alleviate their sufferings, necessities, and misfortunes. Mary wants to help us. She wants to be a mother for us. 
we should go to Mary. We should ask Mary for that motherly care. And, and all of our needs, our personal needs, our spiritual life, and in, in our professional life, and our family life, and in the needs of the world, the needs of the church, the needs of, of safety, of, of healing in this time of uh, pandemic. The uh, Bishop Gomez of Archbishop of uh, Los Angeles, the president of the United States Conference of Bishops, has uh, declared that we will reconsecrate the United States to Mary on, on, on Friday, on May 1st, beginning of May, the month of Mary, under the title Mary, Mother of the Church. We invoke her as we face together the, uh, the effects of the global pandemic. We pray. Yes, we do all that we can. Humanly speaking, we do all that we can in terms of uh, you know, science and, and efforts to help others and you know, keeping the uh, social distancing going. Yes, we, we use the human means, of course. And we use the supernatural means. We pray. And, it, and particularly, we, we pray to Mary. Reconsecrating our country. Canada will do it as well. Same time, Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern time is when this consecration, this reconsecration will take place. That's what we do. As, as Catholics, we pray. And yes, we work hard. There's no contradiction, there's no either or. You know, anything good that happens in any aspect of our life, it comes from God. Any, we, any good we do for a neighbor, any fulfillment of a task, literally every breath we take, it comes from God. Flattening the curve, that comes from God. We're working with God. There's no competition. You know, did God do it? Did scientists do it? God is with us, indeed, Emmanuel. And, and our Blessed Mother is with us. She truly is our mother, and she'll help us in these difficult times. And so we'll reconsecrate the U.S. to the Blessed Virgin on Friday. Let's count on her help and, and go to her intercession for all of our needs, including this, including this global pandemic. It's reconsecrating. The, the U.S. has been consecrated to Mary before 1792 under the patronage of the Immaculate Conception. That's the title. That's the patronage, patroness of, of the U.S. is Mary at the Immaculate Conception. In 1846, again consecrated. The U.S. was consecrated by all the U.S. bishops to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. In 1959, at the dedication of the Basilica of the National Shrine of the Immaculate Conception in Washington, D.C., the country was consecrated to Mary, again in 2006, and then coming up on Friday. We go to Mary. That's just a logical thing to do, a supernatural thing to do. And let's do that personally as well. It's not just some you know, group of bishops doing something. No, it's really up to each one of us with freedom, but uh, 
we do very well to go to Mary. How is my devotion to our blessed mother? Do I count on our help? Do we have the, maybe the custom of praying the rosary, for example? Beautiful devotion. And powerful devotion. Mary wants to help us. Mary wants to bring us to Christ. The rosary is not about glorifying Mary. No, it's to, she wants us to be close to God. We consider the life of, of Christ in those mysteries of the rosary. In a certain sense, Mary's not even present there. I mean, she's present everywhere. She's always with Jesus. But the focus is not on Mary. Certainly the infancy mysteries, yes. The, the joyful mysteries. But I, you know, the, the um, baptism of the Lord, the luminous mystery, it's not that Mary's prominent there. She's not even mentioned in that scene in the gospel. She wants to bring us to, to Christ. And so by praying the rosary, we are being brought to Christ. Mary will help us. And so we, again, we do well to take a look at our, our Marian devotion and, and count on her help. St. Josemaria in the way. In a chapter or later, he writes, Love Our Lady. And she will obtain abundant grace to help you conquer in your daily struggle. And the enemy will gain nothing by those perversities that seem to boil up continually within you, trying to engulf in their fragrant corruption the high ideals, those sublime commands that Christ himself has placed in your heart. Servium, I will serve. Mary helps us to serve the Lord. She helps us in our daily struggle. She helps us in our moments of temptation. She helps us to be dedicated to fulfill God's will. If we look to her, if we look at her example, we have a great path open to us. St. John, of course, as we open the meditation, describes Mary there at the foot of the cross. He only mentions her one other time in his gospel, earlier on at the wedding of Cana. On the third day, there was a marriage at Cana in Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus also was invited to the marriage with his disciples. When the wine failed, the mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine. And Jesus said to her, O woman, what have you to do with me? My hour has not yet come. So, there's a bit of a mysterious scene here in, in the gospel. But Mary persists. In fact, she just says to the servants, do whatever he tells you. Now six stone jars were standing there for the Jewish rites of purification, each holding 20 or 30 gallons. Jesus said to them, fill the jars with water, and they filled them to the brim. He said to them, now draw some out and take it to the steward of the feast. And of course, it's that wine, that excellent wine, the best wine. A lot, there's a lot going on here, a lot, lot of cooperation with God's will in this. 
including those servants. They filled them to the brim. They didn't take it easy. They didn't, they didn't shortchange the, the Lord, the occasion. They filled those jars to the brim. And we're called to do that too in our life, in our daily struggle for holiness, in our, in our work, in our charity with others, in our prayer life. Let's fill it to the brim. Again, we have this fallen human nature. Sometimes we're, we're tempted to take shortcuts, to take it easy. Well, let's try. Let's, and St. Josemaria would say, we have to begin and begin again throughout the day. Maybe we'll recognize, well, i, I got to do better. Okay? Let's just try. Mary will help us. She will encourage us. Do whatever he tells you. And Jesus is telling us, try to be a saint. Pick up your cross. Do not judge. Look upon others with, with charity, with purity. That's what he's telling us. And Mary's saying, do whatever he tells you. And St. John Paul II commenting on these words of Mary, in one of his homilies, he said, in these words, Mary expresses above all the deepest secret of her life. The whole of her person is in these words. Her life, in fact, has been a total yes to the Lord, a yes filled with joy and trust. And these words enclose a very important message relevant to every man of every age. This do whatever he tells you means listen to Jesus, act on his word, and put your trust in him. Learn to say yes to the Lord in every situation of your life. That's the recipe for holiness. Pretty simple, pretty straightforward. It's difficult to do, but we see it. We, it's like, like St. Paul writes in his letter to the Romans, I see the good that I should do, but there's another law in me that tries to take me the other way. Well, let's try to do what he tells us. And let's fill it up to the brim. Let's count on Mary's help to be the sons of God, the dignity of a son of God. Pope Francis, in his first apostolic exhortation, the joy of the gospel, he ends with a invocation to Mary, a prayer to Mary. We implore her maternal intercession that the church may become a home for many peoples, a mother for all peoples, and that the way we may be opened up to the birth of a new world. It is the risen Christ who tells us with a power that fills us with confidence and unshakable hope, behold, I make all things new. With Mary, we advance confidently towards the fulfillment of this promise. Indeed, with Mary. There's, there's no competition here either. Mary is not trying to edge out Jesus in some sort of popularity contest. No, Mary brings us to the Lord. Mary is with us in our journey to the Lord, to a life of holiness, to encounter the risen Christ, to serve the risen Christ, Mary, who said, Behold the handmaid of the Lord. 
be it done to me according to thy word. She, she wants to help us to do that. She wants us to be happy. To be close to Christ is to be happy. That's what Mary wants. Of course we go to her intercession. We're not, uh, we're not keeping Jesus out of the picture. No, we just, we go. That's what people, when we, when we have a, a desire or an intention, what do we do? We ask people to pray. Hey, please pray for you know, my, you know, my, my, my aunt or my, my mother. Who, you know. And we ask people who we can count on, right? I mean, we're not going to ask someone who doesn't believe in God. I mean, we don't judge their soul, but what's the point of asking them to pray? We ask people who think we'll pray. Well, Mary, what better person to ask for a certain intercession in our prayers than Mary? She's alive. She's in heaven, assumed to heaven. Of course, we ask her for prayers. I remember hearing about an activity organized by a center of Opus Dei in, in, uh, in Spain. They had a, a conference in uh, Fatima to help the people there. The people, of course, in Fatima looking for healing, and they have a, quite a system going on there of um, you know, care for these people. And young people would go there to help out and, and also do other things, have certain uh, you know, time together, the young fellows. And in the case of this center, there's uh, one of the guys who went on the, went on this trip. He wasn't a believer. He, he went to the center there, and he liked the guys at the center, he liked the activities that they offered. He was a smart guy, quite almost a genius, they said. And he enjoyed it. He enjoyed being at the center. Although he was not a believer, he'd fallen away from the faith. And when he asked the director to, to, if he could go along on this trip to Fatima, the director said, sure, you can go. Now, just so you know, we're, we're gonna have, there's going to be time for prayer. We're going to have mass. We're going to pray the rosary. You don't have to go to those things, but that's part of the schedule. Just so you know. He goes, yeah, that's fine. I just want to go and help the people. I want to be with my friends and I want to help the, the people there who are ailing. He had a good heart. And the director said, okay, sure, fine. So he went, he went on this trip. And they yeah, started their day with the, the service to the people there. And they, I think they had some time for some soccer and yeah, meals together, some, some time for prayer. And then in the evening came along, they prayed the rosary. And they noticed that this fellow showed up at the rosary time. And he saw them, that they were you know, been intrigued, and he said, hey, I'm just here to be with you guys. Don't, I'm not praying, I'm just here to be with you guys. Okay, that's fine. So he, next night, same thing, he showed up at the rosary time. He was there hanging out during the rosary while the guys prayed the rosary. Next night, the same thing, and they, real, they, rec they, they, they saw that little by little, his mouth was moving during the rosary. And then it was clear, he was, praying the, he was praying the prayers. He was praying the Hail Mary. Our Father, the Hail Mary, the glory be. Well, long story short, he had a great conversion. He went and talked to the priest, and he said, I want to come back to the faith. That's God. It's the Holy Spirit. But 
Mary helps. That's in the context of the rosary. Mary wants her children to be close to God. And we certainly want that well, for ourselves and for all people. So let's uh, rejoice in this month now that, that we enter into the month of May, the month dedicated to Mary. Maybe have a little resolution or two regarding Mary, something about the rosary or some other aspects, a little sacrifice. Yeah, of course, like Mary, who wants all her children to be close to God, we too. So maybe it's some apostolic initiatives, maybe making a pilgrimage to the extent that that's possible in these, these days of quarantine. But uh, yeah. yes, indeed, Mary wants us to be happy. And to be happy, we need to be, of course, we need to be close to God. So let's uh, do whatever he tells us. Mary will help us along. And Jesus is telling us, follow me. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the good shepherd. I am the vine. Be united to me. That's what he's telling us. Follow me. Be with me. Let me be with you. And Mary will certainly help us to do just that. Thank you, Mary. Thank you for your love. Help us to be good children of God. Help us to do whatever he tells us. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations that you've communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help to put them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me.